Hello, my name is Laura. Hi, I'm Julianne. And this is Love and Survival. Today we're doing our first mini episode here, and the topic is how and when to tell your partner about your story. For me, I, Laura, (laughs) I'm the one who um, is a survivor in this situation. I went to the Family Foundation School in January 2005 and thankfully made it out (laughs) uh, within a year. It was definitely a very hard journey. And when it comes to relationships with me, opening up about that side of stuff, it's difficult because I didn't even speak to my parents about it until I was um, in my relationship with you, honestly. So for me, trying to trust, like trying to open up about those issues, it's definitely like I have to, I have to like feel comfortable and safe. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a a core issue for survivors of institutional abuse is having concerns around trusting anyone and then just the general fear of not being believed um, for the things that you survived and went Mm -hmm. through. Many survivors end up never opening up to their significant others about their experiences. And so we'll talk today just kind of about our experience. We know everyone's different, so we can't say what's right or wrong, um, but we can kind of share what's worked for us and how, you know, Laura ended up opening up to me about everything. (laughs) Yeah. So how that all started. So Julianne is the first person. I've had previous relationships, much shorter relationships, like a month, three months, (laughs) like not long relationships previous to Julianne. And I never opened up to any of those people about any of the things I experienced. I didn't really open up to my best friends about it. Like there were some stories and I was like, yeah, I got sent to this boarding school and like it was really messed up. And like, like I never like told them the details. So they never truly understood. Um, and so with Julianne, it was like a real, it was like the first time, honestly, that I was like speaking about it with anybody, to be honest, like truly speaking about it, truly opening up and being vulnerable and like revisiting all of those things that happened. And at this point in my life I was 20 when we met well backstory we've known each other since fourth grade but (laughs) when we reconnected after the boarding school after I lived in New Jersey she was in Illinois we reconnected at 20 and I was out of the boarding school at like 15 so it was really only five years since those things have passed so we're in a new relationship and we're getting to know each other again and Julianne was actually one of the final people I saw previous to going to the boarding school we actually were sitting next to each other on the bus going to freshman year together. And then one day I just stopped showing up. So a big part of reconnecting with her was like pretty much filling her in. I'm like, why did I disappear? Like, I'm sure there was rumors back then that were going around the high school. Like, do you recall any? No, honestly, no. I think it was something along the lines of going to a boarding school or that your family had moved to New York or whatever. So light, subtle. Yeah. Just know that you were no longer in Illinois and, going to my same school. So when we first reconnected and everything, I started like sharing small details with her and just like, yeah, I kind of got like sent away. Like I was bad kid. My parents went through divorce and like putting, like minimizing everything, putting accountability on myself, not telling her anything that actually was happening at the school. And I'd say I probably kept it like that until we were like more serious and like moved in. And then I was, <laughs> which by the way, didn't take very long. No, no, <laughs> we're part of the LGBTQ plus, you know, we're lesbians. So stereotypical. We did you. The U-Haul joke is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> valid for us. <laughs> um, sorry to follow that stereotype. 
so it was November when we moved in together, 2011, and we met and we like started dating May and officially I made it official June 18th, 2011 and moved in by November. So yes, amazing. <laughs> We've been living together ever since. But I think it was like when we moved in together and it was like more of those behaviors that you now are seeing because you're spending all of your time together and you're sharing more of a living space together. And so like my OCD-ness or like I wake up super early and I'm always like, and still to this day, this is something I struggle with. And we had literally a whole like conversation about it this morning is like, I wake up with just like, I'm ready to like start my day. There's I'm filled with emotion. I'm filled with just like energy and most people wake up groggy but like my PTSD and being on such a schedule with the boarding school has just instilled in me this habit and so it's like those things I had to like start to like explain to her almost of like oh yeah well I guess this kind of happens because this is what happened at boarding school like we'd be up at 5 30 a.m and be forced to go to chapel by 6 a.m and then be forced to be at breakfast by 6 45 and then be forced to be at school at 8 a.m and then and I noticed myself going down my own spiral. <laughs> and at this point, I'm not sure what she's thinking. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like listening and getting to know you. I think at this point, like, I don't know, it, it was something where you did kind of come out slowly with details over time and more so, I think, carefully sharing. Um, and I don't know if that's because you were like afraid of what I was going to think or the judgments. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely afraid of judgments. We were told that we were liars and manipulators. So I, I literally was like, not sure how I was, yeah. I was going to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that was something like as a partner, I could tell it was sometimes hard for you to talk about or emotional. And like, I never once questioned you. I always believed everything that you had told me and tried to, you know, validate that you were totally right and normal to feel the way that you felt about these situations. Um, and just wanted to make sure that I was like reassuring you that my feelings about you hadn't changed at all just because you were telling me these things. And I think there were definitely a lot of times that you felt like maybe you needed to bring evidence or like, yes, tell it a certain way to make sure that I like understood. And I was, you know, always kind of just like, of course I believe you, like you don't have to like prove it or I still to this day, (laughs) to this day with everything. And this is, this is something I think all survivors who went to these types of boarding schools can relate to right here. So we had a laundry or a laundry, a body wash soap this morning that the pump was like jammed on (laughs) and I showered before her (laughs) and it was jammed when I got it out this morning. And so I'm just one to unscrew the bottle of pour it in my hand and put the top back on and not fix it. I work around it. (laughs) Juliana's a type. I love her so much and she's going to fix the problem, make sure it works correctly. And so she goes in the shower after me and she goes and grabs the body wash and is like, what happened? And she didn't say it accusatory or anything along those lines, but of course. Yeah, it was just like, oh, did it break? Like, yeah. What happened? Right, right. N- like, she was, she, she's not an accusatory person. So I'm like, oh my gosh, well, that's how I took it out of the basket this morning and it was <laughs> jammed for me. I found it that way and I unscrewed it and I'm giving her like a five point playbook on how I interacted with this body wash and like taking inventory and accountability and like apologizing that like this I didn't resolve it initially and like it was just like so much and it's like that's that boarding school that's the like I need to like prove to you I'm being honest and that was a lot of it when we were first connecting Mm -hmm. and me trying to share my story with you was like but I feel like she's not going to believe me or I feel like I need to have pictures or I feel like there's other survivors that need to like validate all this for me and like it wasn't until 
the family, the truth campaign happened. Um, and then that was super validating because all of the alumni stories. And I was like, look, 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 here's, here's like a hundred other kids who went to my school. Kids in my family too have shared their stories and they're telling you all the same stuff I've been telling you for like three or four years. And like, that was one of the most for me validating things. Cause I was like, now you actually have evidence. Although she never needed I it. I never needed it. Yeah. And of course, when I read all of the testimonials, I'm like, you know, holy shit. But at the same time, it wasn't ever a doubt in my mind, the things that you had told me. I was just like, it's just crazy to read it from so many people and understand like how, what a truly big impact and how far the stretch is. And I truly think honestly, like the truth campaign was probably when we really opened up about it even more in further detail, like it was the truth campaign, I feel like provided that validation and allowed it like provide that bridge and a door for me to walk through and like share more detail of these stories with you and like what happened to me and previous to the truth campaign coming ahead, you know, in our lives, do you feel like you had as much information in detail or definitely not as much detail? I feel like I understood kind of like a general idea of you went to this boarding school and the people there were very mean and like, you know, even with some of your backstory of like how you really didn't deserve to be treated this way or sent away in the first place. And, you know, like just that the experiences were very unjust and like, you know, being treated like an alcoholic or a liar when you were not those things at that time in your life or at any time in your life since. Um, yeah, I feel like I understood it, but I think that truth campaign like gave you some more courage and just like that validation for your own self of like, I can actually tell you like some more real detailed stories that you can actually understand the day to day of what was going on in that place. It built over time of like, so I went to a boarding school. It was kind of an abusive boarding school. It was like a very abusive boarding (laughs) school. I'm like, here's what they would say to me. Here's what the staff would say to me. And it just kind of like added details on over time. And it was like, here's the physical abuse and the laborious abuse and the (laughs) sanctions and the education and the, yeah. (laughs) And it's crazy because those things, like, they do impact our relationship. Being a survivor absolutely on a daily basis impacts our relationship. It impacts our communication. It impacts how I view myself in our relationship. It impacts my self-esteem, my confidence. And that's because of all the trauma I suffered and all the negative, negative things I was told. And to have somebody who believes me and have somebody who validates me and have somebody who reassures me, I'm like, well, I don't trust this bitch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just so thankful that you were comfortable. I mean, I know it took a few years to really like come out with everything and really just give me a full understanding. But like now I do have that understanding and I can you know, understand why your behaviors at certain times are certain ways. Yeah. And be a better support for you because I do understand what's going on in your head. Definitely. I think that has to be like, I know it sounds like cliche and like, so like obvious, but like survivors, if you're listening and you have your partner or spouse, like utilize this episode and have them listen to it because as obvious as it seems, when you sit and share your story with your partner, spouse, whatever, it is going to provide them the tools to help 
take care of you better emotionally. Like communication is the foundation of any relationship you have, period. Whether you're a survivor, whatever, normal, not anything. Communication is key no matter what. And our story, unfortunately, as much as we wish it didn't happen to us or it wasn't a part of our lives or whatever, you're, you know, the mixed feelings you feel with it, like, it is. And it totally impacts us as an adult. It totally impacts the way we think, our judgments, our, our, uh, just everything. Like, it really, really does. And until we can, like, accept that and share that and be vulnerable and say, hey, yeah, no, I do get, like, really upset and really triggered when somebody says, yes, thank you to me. Like, it, boom, it will set me off. Or if I even say it by accident into, in a b- business meeting, like, I say it. And I'm like, oh, like I trigger my own self. And it's like these little cues and these little triggers. If you can communicate these things to your partner, you're not asking them to change their personality. You're just asking them to maybe be aware or try to help support you. It's not selfish. It's not wrong. And I think that's something we struggle with too as survivors is not asking for help, not taking help and not wanting help. Because we, I don't, I don't know what it is. I can't put my nose on it exactly, but it is very difficult for me to accept help from my partner still to this day when I'm sitting here next to her breaking down in tears. And she's like, I just want to hold you. And I'm like, please don't touch me. And she's like, I just want to give you affection. I'm like, I love you and I appreciate it. But it's like, for me, it's hard for me to accept affection because of the things I struggled with previous to the boarding school even. And so like, that's a different story for a different day. But it's like, if we can communicate these things and it can, and now, like, this is an example previously. Now, when I'm upset, Julian knows exactly how to support me and how I need it. Like, she doesn't sit next to me trying to rub my back. Because for me, that doesn't help. That literally will make me more upset and trigger me further. Although, to most people, that seems like the correct way to support somebody when they're upset. For somebody who went through something so traumatic, that could be a total misstep and a trigger. And so I highly, highly, highly suggest be vulnerable, open up and share. It's going to help. And on my side, like, I'm totally reassured and I know that it's nothing personal. If she doesn't want to hug right now, that's just how she needs to cope. And I can be supportive by, you know, being a couple feet away, but just expressing that I'm here when she's ready to talk. Like, it's the simplest example. But if, like, if she hadn't had the courage to open up to me and just talk to me about all these things that she, you know, has experienced and that have shaped the way that she copes with certain things, then I just wouldn't know. And like, I would literally be pushing those buttons. And that's absolutely the last thing I want to do as somebody who loves you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And as like a spouse, if you have advice for like partners out there and how like if, if when I came to you, like for me, what you did to help me was like, you reassured me, you validated me, you didn't question me, you just like totally consoled me and said, yes, like, I'm so sorry you went through this. Like, I want to learn more about this. Like you showed your interest in it as a spouse. What advice can you give other spouses, like, if their partner does come to them or, like, if they're struggling with, like, accepting this and understanding how to support their partner? Like, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, I think it's just as simple as listen and just really be open to hearing their story as they're ready to share it. Like, don't pressure them to disclose everything and bombard them with a bunch of questions because it's hard to talk about believe them, validate their feelings, and just reassure them that it doesn't change how you feel about them at all, because it doesn't. It just helps me understand you at a deeper level. Hmm. That's sweet. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you. But it's true, and I feel like the reassurance is literally the constant need 
as a survivor that I need, like the reassurance that I do love you no matter what. I am here for you. I will not leave your side. Like I will hold your hand through all of the like fire that you're walking through. Like, and I do the same for Julianne. Like she has her own struggles. This isn't like a one sided relationship. We're just focusing on the survivor aspect right now. Right. But and like, just, like, how does it, you know, yeah. come apart when you start talking about your story? Because there's also a balance about it. Of course. Yeah. As a survivor, I'm going to say this for all my survivors out there. There's also a balance too with our partners and spouses is we have to make sure we're respecting their boundaries too and not, you know, putting too much on their plate as well. Cause what we went through is heavy and that's okay, but they might need it in smaller doses. And we have to make sure that we're also supporting them too while they're supporting us. And that's something else we can get into deeper, but like it takes, it's a balance. That's all. But for me, like receiving the reassurance has been just the biggest thing. That's just the constant reassurance. It helps it helps remind me that like, it's okay to share with you. It's okay to be open with you. Um, you provide a super safe space for me. And that alone helps me continue to open up and helps me to continue to feel comfortable as you just always reassure me that like, it's okay. You're the victim. Like this shouldn't have happened to you. You were a child. Like mm-hmm. you needed safety. Like you had a bunch of adults around you who were mistreating you. Like she really validates helps she's like my baseline like I just call her my rationale like she's the person who will always bring me back to like rational thinking and just be like you know like she's just an un she's not unbiased because she loves me right but like she wasn't there at the time all these things happen and when I tell my story she tries to remain as unbiased as possible and see the situation for what it is opposed to the emotional aspect of everything and like that helps keep me grounded as well in my emotional state when I share these stories and share her you know I don't like to say stories because it's, that sounds like made up. But like when I share her, my, my past. Yeah. It's your story. I think that's just like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't insinuate that it's made up, but, but yeah, it's like, I think early in the relationship, it's like you started by building a level of trust with me. And as soon as you had that comfortability and, you know, as much trust as you can have, you know, three or six months into a relationship, that's when you're starting to be comfortable to open up about it. Yeah. Really just share my story with you. So how do you feel, you know, now that we're 10 years into a relationship almost, how do you feel about sharing your story with me now? Like, do you think that you shared it at the right time? Would you do anything differently? That's a good question. (laughs) So I feel like the, the truth campaign really gave me the like, mm, like space to share it fully with you and the confidence to share it fully with you and that it wasn't so much of a trust thing other than a confidence thing at that point so you think it more so came from within it wasn't anything that like i was putting out there it was just like when you were ready right yeah because i think it was like having having the evidence really was the like factor for me but if i and i feel like since i was 20 and I was probably 24, I think, when the Truth Campaign came out. And now I'm 30. Between 20 and 24, I honestly think I was probably too emotionally immature to understand everything that happened. Because still, at 30, I'm I'm like, oh, that happened? And that, oh, okay. And that, like, I'm still piecing things together and realizing how traumatizing certain things were, how they're impacting me now. So I think between 20 and 24, I honestly don't even un- know if I understood the gravity of what I went through and if I was able to even communicate it fully until seeing other survivors communicate it. And that was the like, 
oh, okay. Like, I think we need to like dive much deeper. Like she has to understand like the sanctions I was on, like the car, the sanctioned card I walked around with, like Mm -hmm. the double shadow, the runaways, the like all of the nitty gritty, the isolation room, the quiet room, like. Yeah. And there were definitely times that we kind of like more so sat down and had those serious talks of like, actually, this is how whatever instance, whether it was a sanction or a table Mm -hmm. topic or whatever, like how this actually worked and what would happen and how often it would happen and kind of just like really getting more so into it. And yeah, that was like after the truth campaign came out and you were really like processing it more. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a big thing for me. I think for me personally, my struggle I think is denial with a lot of it. Like I rebelled the entire time I was at my stories on troubled. You can listen to it, but like I rebelled pretty much the entire time I was there. But as as an adult, like, I don't want to accept that that stuff happened to me half the time. And so I struggle with denial and, and I don't realize how bad the denial can be. And I think that was something that was really opened up when that truth campaign came out was that like, Oh my God, I'm in a huge denial about a lot of stuff too. And like accepting it. And I know it it did feel freeing. It did feel like we were able to get like, and I always say it, I'm just like, every year that goes by, I feel like I get closer and closer to you. And it shocks me because I don't know how I can continue to get closer and closer to somebody who I feel so ultimately wrapped around constantly. But like, after sharing the stuff with the boarding school, like it really did take a huge barrier that I didn't even realize was like there, right? Because like, hindsight's twenty twenty, and like back then I was younger and I didn't you know have a support I still don't have I'm not, other than Julianne like my support system has been very minimal and like so it's like wrapping my head around all that stuff now functioning in a you know marriage and a relationship and all this stuff and trying to process it and it's like my ass needs to be in therapy <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it is it is but you know it's like I think if I was more emotionally mature, I definitely would have shared my story a lot sooner with you if I had the confidence and was more emotionally matured because I don't think it was a trust. I think after moving in with you, that was like, that was my trust. Yeah. Like, it's not like you were you, hiding anything from me. It was just that you weren't. Yeah. Like you didn't get the gravity of it. Yeah. Or at least like how to communicate that to somebody else yeah and and part of it was still i mean part of it was like 20 percent. definitely i'll take the the accountability of saying that i was like mm, she might not believe me yeah she might and think i'm was, just making this up because that was what was so great about the truth campaign because so many of you came out and yeah. said no this is what happened we're not going to be silent anymore and pretend that that was normal yeah like i remember thinking like about work sanction and like hauling buckets of rocks and i would say it to myself in my head and be like so if you say that out loud like you know, I went to this school as 15, like they put us on this thing called work sanction where we didn't work at all, or we didn't go to school at all. And we actually had to do physical labor for eight hours a day, actually 12 hours a day, because our school was like from 12 from 6am. Yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> like, and so like, we were hauling buckets of rocks, like a mile down the road and back, like in these and you're just thinking, like, this is the shit I'm like, that's this in sounds, movies. Yeah, like, I'm like, this sounds crazy. I'm like, if somebody sat across from me and told me this stuff, I wouldn't believe them. Like, not that I wouldn't believe them, but I definitely would be like, mm, you're a fabricator. Like, that's dramatic. Like, mm, I don't know. Like, what's the name of that school? Let me look this up. Like, I, I would definitely be like, I don't know. And, you know, that's why it's like I never, like, I just, those first few years, I was like, mm, I sound crazy. Like it sounds, I don't know if I should get into this. Yeah, yeah. Like it sounds crazy. Some of it. And so like, it was almost like I was just like so lighthearted in my, on my own self that I was like, meh, 
she won't get it. Or, well, those were the reactions that you got from your parents when you came home. Yeah. Like, and that's what they were telling you at the school. If you tell people, they're not going to believe you. Right? Yeah. 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 It was all very intentional and that sucks. But like you and all of the other people who've come out and spoken out against it. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. I love you. And thank you for all of your continued support. And thank you to everybody who's listening and stuff. We just want to let you know, like, no matter your relationship and what you're going through as a couple, communication and trying to work through your trauma together is the solution. Like, doing it alone in a relationship, it, it's not going to work. I tried that avenue, too. Like, you have to utilize your partner and be honest and open with your partner because at the end of the day, if you're in this relationship with them anyways, like you just wasting your time if you're not being yourself and sharing your full authentic self. So, and I know none of, none of us like to waste our time. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, I think it's worth sharing because you will most likely find support and a deeper understanding from your partner and just get closer and closer like you said before absolutely it's definitely worth it but you know take it at your pace do what you're comfortable with take care of your own mental health with therapy and all that great stuff too of course but like but yeah it's not as scary as it might seem to open up to your partner <laughs> if they love you i almost guarantee they'll get it